What's up, guys? Joining me today is my good friend, Mami Bawo. She's 20 years old, and she's from Sierra Leone in West Africa. She currently lives in Houston, Texas, and she is a nursing major in her junior year, like myself, studying to become a registered nurse. First off, Mami, how are you? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. So how long did you live in your home country, Sierra Leone? I was born in Sierra Leone and I lived there for 10 years before I came to the United States. 10 years, wow, okay. And what was your experience like being an immigrant, specifically a black immigrant from Africa? You know, we went to the same middle school, but I always wondered what was it like being from a different country and coming here to the United States? Um, honestly, I feel like I had kind of a mixed experience because I felt like at a young age when I came, because I came here when I was 10, and when I came to the United States at a young, um, you know, back in elementary school days, I had to deal with the judgments that of what people had, the misconception that people had of, you know, like African people in general, where people thought like, you know, like people thought that we were African booty scratchers, you know, just the negative and the ignorant stereotypes and all that stuff. Right. So I had to deal with that. But I felt like towards the end, as you know, time went on, I ended up being more comfortable with, you know, making I end up making, but I end up making friends, and you know, so that got a little easier. But you know, like when I first came here towards the beginning, at first I had to deal with the loss. I'm not gonna lie to you. There's just so much coming at me, and I felt like it was it was so bad because I remember when I was younger, because growing up, you know, in Africa and just growing up in Sterling in general, like you know, our gears and our traditional cost Customs and our dresses and what we wear is like really, really important to us. And I remember um, my grandmother actually used to, you know, sew clothes and she used to like make the shikis and all that stuff, African prints mm. and all that. So she she would make it and then she would ship it to me over here. You know, she would go the extra mile of shipping it to me over here, which yeah. is a lot to you know go through. And so for me to wear it. So even though I'm not back home, I'm still able to kind of like you know like still be able to like have that living here. And I remember my mom wanted me to like start wearing that to go to school. And so every Friday, I would, like she she wanted me to like wear like my African dashikis to school. And going to school, <laughs> I remember the kids used to make, they, they made me go through hell for that. Like they would make fun of it. They'll poke fun of it. They would just say things like, what is she like? What is she wearing? What is that? Just saying mean and negative stuff. And it got so bad to the point where like, I used to just like pack regular clothes in my backpack. And so I'll wear it to leave the house and make my mom think that, you know, I'm gonna wear it, I, I have it on. And then once I got into school, I'll just change because I just didn't want to go through that, you know. And that, that, that honestly really like frustrates me, but also kind of makes me sad because just because someone's different from you doesn't mean that you have to hate it or make fun mm -hmm. of it, you know, like, mm -hmm. and I'm sure it's people, not only non-Black, people but I'm sure it's also black people making fun of you back then and not just you many other African kids and it's like we're both mm -hmm. black. like why are you judging mm -hmm. her or him why are you making fun of him that's their culture you know I don't think make fun of racist people make fun of Donald Trump don't make fun of your people <laughs> you know yeah so, mm -hmm. and so, I yeah. feel like another reason why I was, and why I also had to do with that was because like again like 
I feel like the way the media kind of like portrays like African countries too had a lot to deal with why they did what they did because it was kind of like, oh, like, I don't want to be a part of that. You know, like they're savages. It just, you know, again, like I said, just negative misconceptions. So I went through like a little bit of like microaggression from African-Americans. And so like, I don't know, I felt like I had a mix of being like, mixed experience like I said towards the end like towards like middle school and high school you know I started getting more comfortable you know because I was just like I feel like it also took me having to assimilate into like wearing things that are like you know like I don't want to say African-American clothing but like just wearing normal clothes you know right. in order for me to kind of like blend in or for me to be seen as like part of does it make sense right like so, you're trying to fit in and not yeah yeah so in order for me to fit in I kind of had to like in a way kind of like had to like let that Africanness of me kind of slide even though I didn't necessarily do that but I feel like that was what I had to do in order for me to kind of like you know right. make fun young people can be mean whether you're very country or not so I, I really understand that I felt like when I was younger I had to wear certain brands I felt like all my mm -hmm. clothes had to be like name brand, Polo, Hollister, mm -hmm. Nike, because all the pockets. I mean, you still you still rock Hollister. So. Yeah, and I'm still <laughs> rocking Hollister. Those that that yeah. had a big impact on me. But like, I feel like as a young, as a young Black American growing up, I felt yeah, I felt like I had to because all the popular kids were wearing certain name brands and mm -hmm. I was popular, mm -hmm. I went to school, so I can I can see where you're coming from uh, with that. Did you feel yeah. closer or more connected with your own people rather than the Black American students? Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I feel like even with like, for example, you're Jamaican and Puerto Rican, right? Right. So I feel like if you were to be around a group of people who are that too, and you know, rather than someone who's from a country that, you know, I feel like there's a better connection when you're from the same country. Does it make sense? But yeah. at the same time, like, I never really kind of like, you know, disregarded my African-American brothers and sisters and kind of looked at them as like, you know, like anything negative because at the end of the day, they were black just like me. Like, although me and, you know, other Africans can kind of connect with, you know, things about like culturally or just our African experiences growing up in general. I can also like, I also had like interest. I also shared like similar interests with people that, you know, my African-Americans, like with black Americans that, you know, like grew up here, like we also right. had like interests. So I felt connected to both, honestly. I never kind of like, you know, discriminated against any, so. Right, I feel yeah. that, that makes sense. Um, switching gears a little bit, in a 2018 Breakfast Club interview with Insecure actress Yvonne Orji, as a guest, she spoke with Charlemagne the God and DJ Envy about the relationship between Africans and Black Americans. Yvonne Orji explained how all of a sudden Black Americans went from making fun of African people to celebrating and wanting to embrace African culture and African people. How do you feel about that? What are your thoughts? like I definitely agree that there's now all of a sudden it's like a certain it's like a there's a sudden like trend to kind of like you know like mesh in or kind of like you know like get in with the Afrocentric vibes does it make sense it's like it's so funny because I feel like now that I'm you know I'm getting older like being African is like trendy or it's like cool to be that now you know so now I'm seeing like those same like black people like and yeah and stuff. yeah especially with that movie being released but I feel like what it is is that 
as of right now, like the whole trend is just being African in general, like people want to like kind of like get into that. So I'm seeing the same people who, who had negative perceptions of African countries are kind of like trying to get into that too. And I'm seeing them like wearing waist beads, wearing dashikis, wearing all this. And it's like, what changed, you know? <laughs> like what changed? Right. Well, you know, for me, it went from, it went from me being very young and not being a, um, proud of being black to seeing Black Panther, the movie, and it's like, wow, like I'm really, I'm really proud of where I'm where I come from and my culture and my people and my history and my roots. I think that's an important thing as a black person to be proud of, you know? It sucks that it was a it was a number of reasons for me. It wasn't just a fictional Marvel movie, but I think that Black Panther really it just really sparked a um it just sparked like a love for like my roots and my people. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with you. I feel like that movie was like a whole turning point for most, you know, African-Americans in general, just for black people in general, you know? I feel yeah. like it was so impactful on so many, like, and just in so many different levels, you know? And I feel like it really did it. So the whole like wanting to be proud of your roots and everything that you're saying now, a lot of that like kind of like stemmed from the movie because people kind of saw like this fictional, like, you know, that country and, and you know in Africa that was able that was so powerful and was able to like do all this without any, t- any touch of like European influences in any sense and I right. felt like it gave people that idea like whoa like that's where I'm from like you know like they just I don't want to I feel like it gave a different perception about the diaspora in general yeah a lot of people had a change of heart a lot of people were like black wakanda forever a lot of people <laughs> right. no, seriously, like people were just like all up in it and people were just like they were really really feeling it so many people even saw the movie more than once because it was such a powerful thing and i felt like it was powerful not only because of the movie and the cast and everything else that was you know that had to do with it but i felt like it was powerful because it really did change the way you know black americans kind of like saw like Africans or African countries in general, you know? Right. Like we all felt connected. And I think that mm-hmm. was so important because mm-hmm. it was the first time like, wow, a superhero. Cause a lot of people didn't know about Storm and Holly Berry. Mm-hmm. A lot of people didn't know about um, the superhero Blade that Wesley Snipes played back in the nineties. I didn't know about that or Luke Cage on Netflix. Black Panther, that was the first one for me. And it's like, wow, like I wish mm-hmm. I had this when I was younger. I'm 18, you know, but it still had a really big impact. So I think it was important, like what you just said. Um, speaking of yeah. Black Panther and um and Black is King, um, a film on Disney Plus, uh, directed by Beyonce. How do you feel about films like that? Do you feel like the portrayal is a positive one? The message? Do you feel like it's accurate, authentic? How do you feel? I felt like it was positive. I really enjoyed the fact that you know, like she included. Not only not only did Beyonce go out of her way to like you know record music with these artists, but she, they were also like included in her you know music videos, even though they were like two three seconds long, but they were still there, like you know. And I felt yeah. like, like I really loved the way like African artists were like represented. You know, their music was part of the old the album and whatever, whatever. And I think I don't know. I think it was a good project. I loved the choreography. I loved everything about it. But however, I did notice on Twitter that there were so many. So many, so many, so many, so many debates about, um, you know, specifically Africans, you know, saying that Beyonce was, uh, 
what's the word, culturally appropriating West African culture specifically because they right. felt like she was making up a pro- she was making a profit of a cu- of a culture that she doesn't necessarily know a lot about, you know. Right. And so that was the whole thing that was going on, on Twitter with you know people just you know. Right, and I wanted to um, bring up that point about cultural appropriation. So the definition of cultural appropriation is the adoption of an element or elements of one culture or identity by members of another culture or identity. This can be controversial when members of a dominant culture appropriate from disadvantages, disadvantaged, disadvantaged minority cultures. So I feel like there's a difference that people need to understand between cultural appropriation versus cultural appreciation. Appreciation is when someone seeks to understand and learn about another culture in an effort to broaden their perspective and connect with others cross-culturally. Appropriation Mm -hmm. is simply taking one aspect of one culture that is not your own and using it for your own personal interests. Mm -hmm. So for me, (laughs) I would like to think that I feel like Kim Kardashian and certain white people that be wilding and wearing box braids and stuff, I feel like that's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I feel like that's cultural appropriation. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like Beyonce, a whole black woman, I mm-hmm. feel like her wanting to make a visual album to her album Lion King the Gift. I feel like I don't really see the harm in that. Because yeah. yes, she might not be like, you know, a hundred percent Nigerian or Sierra Leonean or whatever. African country, African country. She's still a black woman, and if she traces her roots back through mm-hmm. DNA and whatever, she is comes from Africa. That's where her mm-hmm. ancestors come from. So I feel like I don't see where she's appropriating. I really feel like she's appreciating her own culture. You know. Yeah, and like you said, she's a black woman. So at the end of the day, she's if she she's allowed to want to tap into that side of her if that's what she wants to do, like. You know, you can't tell a black woman you're appropriating the culture that you already are. Does it make sense? Dad, how am I appropriating something that I am? That's like <laughs> you telling right. me I'm appropriating African culture. Huh? Make it make sense. What? Right. Exactly. It's like, yeah, because it's like, how am I appropriating something that I am? So I, I think um, people were offended that like Beyonce got so much screen time and the African artist didn't get as much as she did. Yeah, that, that's what I was saying. It's her project. Yeah. It's not an, it's not like a documentary about Africa. It's her project. So of course she's gonna put herself at the forefront. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But I just feel like at the same time, it's kind of like people just wanted to make sure that it was something that she was generally she was just like it was something that like everything that she included was something that she knew of. Yeah. I think, you know, she's a black woman and I don't think she was harming anyone. And I think you agree. Definitely. Moving back to Black Panther. um, Is it offensive to you at all when black American actors or actresses play African characters or African real life people? As if, you know, maybe like a black American actor wanted to play Nelson Mandela. Should we, is that like offensive at all? I don't think it's offensive. No, I don't think so. I mean, honestly, if I'm being honest with you, like I would definitely want to see more African, just African actresses and actors like on the, you know, on the big screen and see them in bigger like productions. But at the same time, it's like, what it is to me is the fact that they're still black, you know? They're still black. But it's kind of like, I feel like I might be contradicting myself at the same time because, you know, like 
it's like you asking me, should we give like other black girls the opportunity to play different roles instead of having instead of recasting Zendaya to play <laughs> right. <laughs> to be the to be the black girl in every movie. Yeah. Black girls. Let's give yeah. like the dark skinned black girls. Let's give yeah. like African. Yeah. I yeah, understand. I feel like it's the same thing because, like, at the end of the day, it's like we definitely want to we want to see a wide variety of people, not just the same people over and over again. So it's like, even if it's a you know a fresh faced you know black American actor, it's not the fact that they're a black American. It's just like the fact that I just feel like certain roles should be you know represented by different people. Because we don't want Zendaya playing Princess Tiana. Yeah, it's like certain roles are just, you know, you want them to like kind of like stick to what they are, you know? And right. I don't I don't think it's like offensive. I would not take offense though if an African American actor was to play, you know, African, you know. But I would want that part to go to an African person, but it's they deserve it. Deserve, yeah. But you know, just because you want to see like different varieties of people on the big screen and not just, you know, the same. Cause like let's be honest, like a lot of people know about, you know, like black American actors and all that stuff. People don't like they're more on the forefront rather than you know African actors and all those actresses and what and whatnot. So it would be nice for them to kind of like you know like have the opportunity to like I, like I said to be on the big screen too. Have their moment but, to shine. I completely. But agree. I definitely don't think it's offensive. I don't think it's offensive at all. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Also in the interview, um, Charlemagne asked Yvonne, "Do Africans look down on black people?" That whole stereotype. Yvonne responded by saying, it's not that we're looking down, we're just looking up. It's about perspective. She would say that when she met a Black American, they would say, oh, so you think you're better than us? She says that she says that African people think that they're better than everyone. No, is your, no one is your competition, except for the person you're trying to advance over. I wanted to ask you, where do you think the disconnect between Black Americans and Africans came from? Um, I feel like it all kind of stems off like from slavery. You know, like mm -hmm. I've heard this, you know, so many times where um, African Americans or not, I'm not speaking for every African American. These are just the people that I've had that I've had conversations with right. where, you know, they felt like, you know, Africans were, you know, like they were part of the problem during slavery because they were selling each other. They were doing all this. They were doing all this. And so there is that type of like, you know, like grudge that's kind of like held between the two groups, if that makes sense. But at the same time, I feel like what it is, is that I feel like both groups have like different, like they just have like, they have their own, what's the word? They have their own ignorance and, you know, their myths and just the stereotypes both, you know, communities have with each other, you know? And I feel like um, that from the African side, which I can speak of, is that the well I can't speak up because I share the same you know opinion but just something that I've heard a lot you know is the fact that Africans kind of like look at black Americans as unlike you know very lazy because they see it as like I I me as an immigrant I can come into this country and kind of like get whatever opportunity that I'm looking for and as hard as it may be but I'll still be able to apply some pressure into like getting you know into being successful and whatever whatever and it's like you're in a country that has like so many of these opportunities and you still don't do nothing with them you know and it's like it's kind of like so they look at it as like just lazy like just pure lazy not hard working you're not dedicating you don't have a like they lack ambition like that is like the the way it's it's seen from their eyes however what it is is that they also don't look at the fact that you know, there's so many different things that are like holding them back, you know, but they're in there. If you were to say that as an excuse for them, like it would be like, 
okay, well, there's so many things holding me back, but I'm still going to go for what I want. So what's, right. you know, what's stopping them, you know? Right. But anyway, that's just... It's mm-hmm. two perspectives um, mm-hmm. from coming from two different types of Black people. Like, Black Americans, I feel like, you know, there's racism, there's different roadblocks holding us back from achieving success from time, sometimes. We can achieve success, but it's hard. Whereas I think Africans, like you just said, it's like, well, just work hard, nigga. Like, just keep going. <laughs> and it's like, it's it's that it's that dichotomy of of thinking. And I think um, the, the 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 disconnect comes from it could come from slavery, and I think it also could come from you know how Africans see Black Americans through the media and how Black Americans see Africans through the media. Versus yes, and, and that is definitely something that I also wanted to touch on because right. like again the way Africans are kind of like portrayed in, you know, American media and just mainstream media in general is kind of like this shithole, savage country where, you know, kids are just running loose. They're just animals all over the place. It's just, it like they portray as, um, as a place that you don't want to be a part of, you know? And which why a lot of people, you know, a lot of our um, Black American brothers and sisters kind of like, kind of like, want to kind of like get away from it because they don't want to be associated with a place like that. Does it make sense? Right. So the negative stereotype, negative the ignorance and all of that kind of like stem all from that and then you also have like you know africans that watch you know american movies where um black americans are kind of like depicted as like thugs and savages so it's like it has like it's like a both thing both sides are seen like negative portrayals negative portrayals and they take it as like that's what it really is you know like this is america it would not be it would not be presented as that if if it was not that doesn't make sense and i feel like that's why when african-americans come in here they have to deal with a lot because you know there's so much that these like there's so much that the people who've already lived here they've seen especially if they've never really stepped away from the country to actually see for their own eyes you know and a lot of and a lot of them have not travel to a lot of places for them to actually have like a different change of mind or a different perception too but so when africans come in here they have to deal with those like negative stereotypes and those negative judgments just like i did when i was you know when i was when i just and yeah but it's funny because it's the opposite if you were an african-american traveling to, to an african country i don't think they will look at you i feel like if anything they will look at you in a way where it's uh they will look at you as more superior. Does it make sense? Because you're from the United States. Does it make sense? Like, if a Black American was, like, moved to the United States, it's like they will have something on the uphand because they lived in the United States. Does it make sense? Oh, the United States gives them, gives them an advantage. Yeah, because okay. they lived in the U.S. That's basically what I'm trying to say. So it would not be looked at as, like, superior, but it was kind of be like, okay, they're from the United States, you know? Like, they, you'd be looked at as, like, you're a big deal, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. A lot of countries think that we're the best country in the world. So that, that, (laughs) even though I have some feelings about that, (laughs) but um, that's true. And I think we also have to realize, like speaking me as a Black American, speaking to other Black Americans, I want us to realize that we often only really see two portrayals of African people, kings and queens dripping in gold and jewelry, like coming to America, you know, the 1988 film with Eddie Murphy. Um, or flies and African children's faces and the commercials, famine, poverty, like that's problematic. These two different images. And I think it speaks to the bigger thing of, you know, for black people, we don't have a lot of portrayals of us, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that we have to 
you know, we need more Black directors, we need more Black writers, we need more images, more positive images of Black people, whether they're African, Caribbean, Afro-Latino, Afro-Asian, Afro-Indigenous, we just need more positive images because if not, we'll continue to um, perpetuate stereotypes in society of our people, of our people and our specific communities, you know, you being African, me being um, Black American. So I think- right. There's there's some work yeah. to be done. Definitely. And I totally agree with what you said. Yeah, we need to humanize African people. Um, you know, because African people are everyday people. <laughs> like it's not like I mean, a, I don't really see what, what the really what the divide is really about. Because at the end of the day, we're all black. I promise you, when you get pulled over by a cop, that cop don't care if you're African or African American. He's gonna see that black skin and he's gonna treat you the same way he treats the rest of the black folks. Exactly. He don't care about none of that. So it's like I don't really get like the whole divide, if anything. I feel like now, especially now, 2020 was a lot for us, for all of us to like deal with. And I feel like the good thing that came, well, it was not a good thing, but the very, you know, and the most impactful thing that came from it was the whole, you know, BLM protest and all of that stuff. Right. And I felt like there was also a divide between that because you know, black Americans were saying that Africans were not part of, you know, were not part of the support, which is, I don't think was necessarily true because I'm African. I was part of that. I was part of that. And not only that, like there's so many other people who were also part of that, but I feel like what it is is that now is also like the time for us to kind of like get into that, into that united as one and not looking at each other as if like we're competition or it's like, you know, I also feel like- mm -hmm. We're on the same team. Yeah, we're on the same team. You're like the same problems that you go through as an African. I promise you, you're going to go through the same thing if you're African American. Because at the end of the day, it's like we're the same color. If you're black, I'm black. The only thing that separates, that separates us is a, is a boat ride, you know, or a, a, <laughs> right. no, seriously, or if or not, or a plane, or a plane, or a plane flight. So it's like, right. I just well, don't get the whole device. I don't now. think, you know, it sounds silly for us to say, but I don't think people really realize that. I think there's people mm -hmm. out there who are like, oh, like, I'm black, but I'm not African, or I'm African, yeah. but I'm black. Mm -hmm. like, Definitely. I feel like a lot of people tend to, like, you know, separate themselves from that. And I've heard that so many times. And I really just give them the eye, like, you make no sense whatsoever. Because it's like, but again, it comes from the fact that, like, of the perception that they already have these countries, you know? I feel like... Africans also at the same time needs to be more sensitive toward you know our, our black American brothers and sisters because it's kind of like they lost a huge because for me I feel like I'm lucky enough where I'm able to know like where I'm from I know a part of my you know where my dad's family you know came from where they, you right. know, their history and whatever whatever okay. I feel like it's hard because you know for you guys it's like you only understand that you're from here I mean, some of you may be lucky enough where, you know, you know that, you know, you have other different origins too, but it's like, you don't really know what part of the continent you started off from. Does it make sense? And I feel like that's another thing too, because a whole, that's a whole identity that's been lost, you know, and that's a right. whole part of, which is a whole part of who you are. So it's like, we also need to be more sensitive to the fact, and I say us as in like Africans need to be more sensitive to the fact that there's a whole different thing that's being lost within, you know, with you guys, you know? And so I just think this whole thing is just... <laughs> it's a mess. It's, it's a mess. It's, it's part of yeah. colonization. It's due to slavery. It's due to a lot of things. Like, it just, I, yeah. Mm -hmm. It stems off a lot of stuff. And it's, it's, it's harsh. It's a harsh reality. But mm -hmm. yeah. And I feel like, you know, 
some of us are fortunate to trace our trace our ancestors back. You know, you know mm-hmm. where you come from. I'm fortunate to know that I'm Jamaican and Puerto Rican, but I don't know what part of the continent I'm from. So that's something mm-hmm. that I would want to find out. And then there's black people who they don't even know what they are, whether they're they know mm-hmm. that they're have African roots, but they don't know what part. They don't they don't rep a nationality besides America. <laughs> so it's like it's difficult. But um yeah, I, I completely agree. So in conclusion, I have two last questions for you. Um, how do you think we can bridge the gap and stop the tension between the two communities? What are some ways do you think that we can do that? You know, is I it definitely, more movies, more TV shows about us? I feel like that, you know, the media is very impactful. And I feel like, you know, the same way it, was, it had an influence on like, the same way it was able to like influence people's, you know, perception of like different countries and all that stuff. It's the same way that can also be reversed, if that makes sense. You know, I feel like, positive portrayals of both communities will do nothing but good. But at the same time, I feel like it also is going to have to take us having conversations with, you know, our other counterparts and to like actually getting to know them and not just looking at them as like, yeah, he thinks I'm better than him. Oh yeah, they think they're better. Like, you know, instead of doing all that, I feel like, you know, it takes, because I'm pretty sure it's happened to all of us where, you know, we have a perception of someone and then they turn out to be completely different from what we expected, if that makes sense. And then it's like, I feel like that's what it is. You know, sometimes it takes you having to get to know that person in order for you to be like, whoa, okay. Like what I thought was completely, I was completely wrong, you know, about, you know, these group of people. I feel like it's just going to have to take, you know, conversations. going to have to take like wanting to be open to actually have those conversations. Because it's one thing for you to have a conversation and then you not being open to receiving what the other person is saying is a whole different thing too. So I feel like it's just, yeah. So it's just going to have to, I feel like, you know, it's coming soon, but I feel like it takes conversation like these where you can offer your opinion and you can give me, you know, a whole different, you know, way of thinking about certain things that I've felt a different way about for a long time, you know? And I feel like that's the thing between me and you sometimes, you know, we have conversations like these and we have other, you know, different conversations too, where it's like, whoa, Sabantes, I never thought about it like that, but, you know, right. and vice versa too. So I feel like it takes like, it takes that to do a whole lot of good, I feel like, definitely. Right, I completely agree. Worldwide, like. Yeah, it's not, it's, we shouldn't be fighting with each other. I think that's what the oppressor yeah. wanted. They wanted to divide us. That was their- <laughs> They want to see you. Yeah. And that's exactly, exactly <laughs> They don't want to see us win. They're laughing right now. You know, yeah. it's about the unity between us is so important. And that, and it's not even just, if we really want to talk about, it, it's not just Black Americans and Africans. It's also like, pulling in our the latino community you know there's mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. there you know it's like you know you're not latino because you're dark skin or you don't speak spanish or you don't you know it's like there's some work to be done there and the afro asian you know a lot of people don't know that there's asian people who are black so there's i think there's unity that needs to be done within all of us but like you said before it's definitely going to take some time because this yeah. this was years in the making of trying oh, to this was, us. Yes. So it's going to take years in trying to unite us again you get that hopefully it takes a little faster than normal because <laughs> I'm, tired. Right. I'm, like, I'm tired of people still saying dumb stuff like how people thought that i had like lions just or running around my backyard like, I've never even seen a real-life lion. Like, I think I have when I went to, like, the Bronx Zoo. But I don't think I've seen it, like... That's in so my dumb. Head. Or, or that you had Bula because you're yeah. African. Like, what? 
I'm telling you, and you know, it's so funny, like just the ignorance behind it all. I remember when I was in high school, um, when we were in high school actually, when the Ebola outbreak came and right. I we all know it was, yeah. And we all know it was affecting like, you know, like African countries, obviously. And I remember there was this, I will never forget this. There was this one kid who showed up to class for Halloween as in a Halloween costume. He was dressed, I don't know if it was an Ebola patient, but he was dressed as an Ebola, I, don't, I think an Ebola doctor. Oh, or like, like you know a, how they had a hazmat suit. Yeah, they had everything for me. <laughs> and I just thought it was the weirdest shit I've ever seen in my life. And to this day, nothing has outdone that. Cause I'm just like, like I really, you really think you've seen it all. And then you see something <laughs> like that. And you then you're just so like, and what was the he, hell? Or was he white? I don't remember. He was under that, he was under oh, that costume. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but that's I just I don't know. I don't remember. I don't want to. I don't want to like just guess off the top of my head. But I feel like he's white. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't know. <laughs> no, but like, because I'm so ignorant. Yeah, I just hate that. Like, I don't. I don't want to see. Because if if it was a black person, it's like why you know. And if it's a white person, yeah. why? <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, like, that's so stupid. That's that, I don't even know what to say. That's just so stupid. I would. Yeah, never... that is something that I just I just would never forget because I'm just like, why and why aren't aren't where are your parents? <laughs> like, who's who raised you? My energy. I know. But my last question for you: What is your advice for anyone who doesn't feel comfortable and or proud to be African? How are you not? proud of being African it's just it's just so much to it like you know like I feel like I don't know like I for me personally like you know we went to a pretty diverse high school so I had a diverse group of friends and you know I had African friends too but honestly I feel like it took me having to like move to Houston you know when I moved here for college I felt like I actually was able to surround myself around people who some are from my, someone from Sierra Leone, someone from Nigeria, someone from Ghana, someone from, you know, like different places, you know, within the continent. And I felt like, you know, getting together all as a group and us having conversations about the way we grew up and just not only grew up and just vibe, but in general, like, I felt like that to me was just like, it took that for me to actually be like, whoa, like, I'm really, really proud to be at, like, it's just something that's, you know, yeah. I feel like what it does is that it's like in order for you to get to that stage, I feel like it takes you having to surround yourself around people who are also proud to be that. Does it make sense? Right. It's like it's like us vibing to music. Yeah. You just you really have to immerse yourself in that type of thing. And yeah, I'm not saying don't have diverse group of friends, because you should definitely should have diverse group of friends, you know. But at the same time, I feel like if you want to get yourself to the point where, you know, you're proud of who you are, just immerse yourself in your culture a little bit. Learn a little bit about, you know, where you're from and all that stuff. Because I'm not going to lie to you. Like, <laughs> when I used to be discouraged for being African, I remember there were so many times I would go on YouTube. Not YouTube, but Google would be like fun facts about Sierra Leone. Because at one point in time, I, I, I felt like I was kind of losing that, you know, because I had African friends, but none of them were like from where I'm from. So I felt like I was kind of like, I was losing a lot of history about where I'm from. So, but I always had the internet at my, you know, my fingertips. So I always could like research and do whatever, right. you know, find whatever information I needed. And find out and cool facts I'll, about your home yeah. history. Yeah, and your culture. Yeah and, so, yeah, and sometimes I'll find some really cool facts and I'm just like, whoa, like that is so cool. Or like now it's kind of like, you know, the vibes, you know, the music, the food. <laughs> the, the music. Everything the about food, it is just. The clothes. 
you know it's the just people, a vibe the melody like, <laughs> yeah and i feel like also kind of like just like stems from like you accepting your differences like let that be the reason you stand out you know don't try to i mean obviously sometimes it's when you're young you want to like fit into the crowd and you want to make but i feel like one thing i feel like i should have did even though you know i feel like i kind of did that i still held into my africanness but i felt like i was also trying to blend in at the same time and i feel like now it's like I'm around people i don't really have to do all that because you know we're older now and like yeah you know like a certain yeah. box or, right and, I and even my diverse group of friends are kind of like they're also getting into that and they appreciate it and i'm getting into their culture too and they, they you know i feel like it's a learning experience for all they're so putting I them like, on they're putting you on it's yeah cultural exchange <laughs> I, I feel like for me specifically that really did help like you know like not all, I'm not saying you have to move to a place where that is the case. I'm pretty sure you can find, you know, good people, you know. Right. And my advice to people, yeah, like you said, diversify your friend group. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was so awesome that, like, I, I've always had African friends, but I feel like being friends with you was different because we were really close. Mm-hmm. And we oftentimes have, like, tough conversation but also like interesting conversation you put yeah. me on to African artists um you put me on to you should like you show you you teach me different things and I tell you um different things about um my culture and my and my experiences so it's just yeah, I just think it's important to you know have friends that are different than you yeah definitely and that's what I was saying when I said you know like put just try to find yourself a group of friends that are also that so that you guys can all vibe together but at the same time, it's like, don't lose connection with your other group of friends. Because I promise you, there's so much learning that you can learn from, like, those group of people that you're not even aware of. Like, you know? And I felt like, me, you were from, like, you know, you're Jamaican, Puerto Rican, I'm African. And although, you know, we're both Black, we can still connect with that. But there's so many things that I've learned from you about, like, you know, just the Caribbean flavor, you know? <laughs> like, you know, just don't don't be too big to learn it all. Like, you know, don't be too big to learn. You know? And don't be afraid to ask questions. I think people yeah. like they assume mm-hmm. and, and they end up being offensive. And it's like, no, just ask. Don't yeah. don't assume that, you know, someone's from a particular country or, you know, make a joke. Just ask, hey, where are you from? Yeah, what, definitely. what culture do you practice? What language do you speak? You know, because I think when you assume that can be like offensive and harmful, yeah. people start to argue. <laughs> So I think I think that's good. Ask questions. Definitely, there's so much to learn from everybody. So it's like, right? It's <laughs> we. There's so many people in this world. You know, we. You, there's so many cultures and books and movies and places that you can go and learn and you know just that diversify. Open up your mind. Be open minded. Don't like I said in the previous podcast. Like, it would suck if we were all the same. You know, mm-hmm. I think God made us so that we can all be different and learn from each other, you know? Definitely. So I think, I think that's so good. Take advantage of that. Learn from your African friends and learn from your Hispanic, your Asian, yes, your... American, Muslim. Your, like, whoever. Like, don't, <laughs> don't do that over here, all right? And that's why yeah. maybe had a little lamb, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Mommy, for joining me on this podcast. I really appreciate it. This was so awesome. You can follow Mommy on Instagram at Mommy Bawo, M-A-M-I-E-B-A-W-O-H, and subscribe to her YouTube channel, Mommy Bawo. Um, See you in the next episode, guys. Take care. Thanks for watching. Bye.
Thank you.